Welcome to First Things First, the weekly podcast where we talk about God, faith, and life in Shallow Water, Texas. Our podcast is a production of First Shallow Water, and you can find more information about our church by clicking on the link in the description of this episode. Thanks for joining us. Here's our pastor, Brad Miles. Hey, everybody. Welcome to First Things First. Uh, On the First Things First podcast each week, as you know, we invite exciting, amazing, fascinating, interesting people onto the podcast and uh, and we just talk about life, and we talk about um, faith, and we talk about living in shallow water, and uh, and so there's a lot of great things about this podcast. One of my favorite things is that the people that we talk to are are probably people who sit next to you in church. They may be people who live next door to you, uh, and so uh, and so it's really cool to hear the stories of amazing, fascinating, interesting people that you see all the time, and you might not even have known that. So. Uh, anyway, so today's no exception. Today on the podcast, we have uh, Josh Brown. Josh is the newly anointed. Is anointed the right word? I don't, I don't know about oh, anointed. The newly appointed. I like appointed. I like appointed, appointed might yeah. be better. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, anointed sounds like, you know, sounds like we've made you king yeah, or something. Yeah, it's, That's it's, a little I weird. I feel like you're sprinkling oil on yeah, me or you've something. You've got you're olive oil me. running yeah, down yeah, your beard. And yes, yeah. That's not what we're... The newly appointed youth minister here at First Shallow Water, uh, Josh Brown. He just actually he's only been on the job since the first uh, se- September the second. Actually, he's only been on the job since September the second, so he's brand new uh, on our staff, but not brand new at our church. He and his wife Abby have been coming to our church for, my gosh, over a year. Year. I think it's been about two. Yeah, close yeah, to two a little, years. A little over two years. So, uh, so they've been coming uh, to our church for a long time. They've been serving in our church, volunteering in our church. You may have seen him playing bass, guitar, on a Sunday morning. You may have seen him in the sound booth. Sometimes you may have seen him volunteering with our youth department, which he has, which he has done almost since he very first started coming here. So I'm super excited for you to get to hear a little bit more of Josh's story and get to know him a little bit. So, but Josh, go ahead first and introduce yourself. What, what do our, uh, I always say this because I think it's really funny. What do our tens and tens of listeners uh, need to know about you, Josh? Oh, man, what do they need to know? Um, I mean, there's not, there's not tons about me. I mean, I like to say I'm an open book, so it's one of those things yeah. where, you know, people have questions they ask me. I'm more than willing to, to answer them and everything. Sure, yeah. um, I, I grew up around this area, though, um, yep. so I'm pretty familiar with, you know, the ins and outs of all these small towns and mm-hmm. how all the life around the small town works um but yeah grew up around this area uh went to went to school in Plainview um graduated from there went to school at Wayland graduated from there mm-hmm. while I was there I met my wife yes, uh, you did. which is super exciting she's yes. you know she's she's kicking butt out there and yeah uh, yeah uh, over there the being a being a lawyer and all that fun stuff that comes with that That's so right. um been married for uh, five years in January, actually. Whoa. So I know it's. I can't believe it's been that long. Dude. I know. I, I mean, wow. yeah, it's it's been a long time. Yeah, you know? that's crazy. For I guess some people listening, uh, Brad actually officiated my that's uh, right. our wedding. So that's you right. know, fun little tidbit. And um, I didn't make any major mistakes. This is or very anything. true. This is yeah. very true. Yeah, yeah, you know, known Brad for for a while. Long time. Uh, so. Yeah. And he didn't scare me away, so... That's right. Yeah. You still... Yeah. Even though you knew me, even you though, still wanted to come to church exactly, here. So exactly, I exactly, exactly. Like I, I feel like that's a bonus. For I'm sure. just going to say that. For sure. So, uh, so married to Abby 
your uh, parents still live in Plainview. Parents still live in Plainview. Uh, my sister is currently. I have one younger sister. Yeah. Uh, she's two years younger than me. She's currently going to a seminary at Truett, Sweet. Uh, Baylor. Yeah. And so she she's got about a year left, and she finishes. But she's on staff at First Temple actually as their uh, college minister. Yeah. Yeah. So she's. And for those of you listening, I'm not really sure if you are doing the the deep dive through Hebrews, then you're going to hear her. She's uh, one of our guests on the deep dive. She's going to be talking about, oh, I think it's, yeah, it's chapter six of Hebrews that she's going to be talking about with us. So uh, she's really, really, uh, really, really bright and, and a really godly young lady. And then, uh, and then. Uh, Josh's parents, Donnie Brown, has worked at Wayland for thirty years. Close to about that. thirty years. It's cl- it's a long time. I think I think it was around two thousand one. I mean, so he's really he's, old. And he, so. I, I, that's true. I'll give you that. Yeah, he is. You know. I, I say that because I know he's going to listen to yes, this. Yes, yes, so absolutely. I'm super excited absolutely. for him to hear that little nugget. Little so, nugget of oldness. That's right. Yeah. Donnie and I've been friends for a long time too, but he's been at Wayland since yeah, since you said two thousand and. I think one, one, yeah. BSM director for a long time now, Spiritual Life. And then your mom, t- tell everybody what she, she does. She is the, um, I want to say she's the children's and family pastor at yeah. uh, First Baptist Church in Plainview. That's right. So that's what she's, she's been doing that for a little over a year, I think. They uh, they had a nice little, um, how do I say, roundabout staff changes and stuff. Yes, were, yeah, kind she, of did she some was doing, chairs. She was doing university at one point for a little while, too, and... But she's she's landed at uh, children's and uh, uh, family, um, so that's that's what she's doing over there, loving it and well, and she's and driving. Done, so. She's done that before. I mean, right. as a volunteer, Absolutely, and then yeah. also kind of yeah. on staff. So it's not like she's you know she's got a lot of uh, right. skill in that regard. Right. So, so now whole family of ministers. Now I, everybody that was the uh, the joke. I, I texted all of them. You know, when this yeah. process was going down or anything, and I was like, well. Uh, after after we voted and everything, I said, "Well, I guess I uh, I'm joining the family business. That's right. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll, we'll see how this goes, guys. You guys are four for four. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. I used to joke about it. I was like, I'll never do it. You know, they've all done it. I, I won't do it. I know. Yeah. Uh, I remember. I remember yeah. hearing you hearing those words come out of yeah. your mouth. So okay. that's good. So okay. So let's go back. Uh, talk about how you came to faith in Christ. Yeah. And uh, I know you grew up, your you know, dad in in ministry, right. and your parents doing ministry. I know you grew up in and around the church. Um, but what did it? So, what were the steps that kind of led you to make a decision to follow Christ? What did that process look for look like for you? Right. Uh, I mean, like you said, growing up in the uh, ministry, growing up in the church, and everything, I wasn't foreign to the gospel and what right. it was and all that. Um, I gave my life to Christ when I was eight, Um, and, you know, from that point on, trying to, you know, live my life the way he would have me live. So Um, what did that look like for you at eight years old? Like, you know, how did that all come about? It it, it was kind of a, you know, I say family thing, but my my sister, honestly, was the person that kind of made me start to talk um, about it. Um, She went to my parents one time. one one evening and wanted to know more mm-hmm. and it was one of those things where like I've been feeling it for a while I just didn't 
it didn't either want to say anything or didn't know how to say anything. Right. Um, and so she, you know, said something which caused me to be like, Hey, I also have some questions. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we, we sat down and, and talked and everything, uh, with my parents and we, me and my sister actually, uh, gave our life to Christ on the same day. No, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. And actually, awesome. we actually, uh, got baptized. Um, my dad baptized both of us one Sunday too in church. And so yeah. it was, it was a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that was, it sounds weird because, you know, I'm an extrovert. I got no problem talking to people about pretty much anything. And it was one of those things where that's, I don't know, that wasn't one of the conversations. I was like, let's do it. I had to have, yeah. a, little, had to have a little nudge, which, you know, a lot of happens do. in life. Yeah. I yeah. mean, sometimes you've got to see someone else do something first mm-hmm. and, in order they, to. You need them to break the ice. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I think that's kind of, uh, yeah, I think that's more like sometimes, especially when it comes to faith things like, right. you know, because one of these big components of faith is that I'm in need of a savior, right? you know, which is a tough thing to kind of wrestle with. And, uh, you know, you can't really become a Christian until you realize that you need a savior, you know, and so and that you're a sinful person who needs to be rescued by God. And so, and so, uh, so when that's, just, that's not an easy thing to just like jump into right. in the right. middle of conversation, yeah. you know? So, so you get, so y'all both gave your heart and life to Christ in the middle of like a family discussion. Y'all, yeah, y'all yeah, were just yeah. all kind of talking about the gospel and yeah. both of you guys were like, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So That's we, awesome. you know, prayed that night and yeah, yeah. whoever, I'll be honest, I couldn't tell you who the pastor at the church was at the time, but yeah, you know, was it, couple which days, church was it? It was, it was at first plane view. It was at first yeah, plane So yeah. it might've been uh, Travis Hart actually. Okay. That I bet it been, was. That yeah. might have been who it was, but man. Yeah. So. All right, so eight years old, yeah, surrendered your heart and your life to Christ, became a Christian. So, so then, kind of, what did it look like for you going forward from there? Um, I mean, eight years old, and there's not, you know, I say sheltered. There's not tons you can do on your own, or, or trouble right. you can get in on your own. Um, the, you know, the whole living it out portion of my faith honestly came for me um, in high school. Yeah. Um, once I hit high school, my Freshman year, towards the end of it, um, you know, started getting in with the the, the wrong people um, mm-hmm. because of um, certain cir- circumstances that I was in. Um, I was on a, a basketball team at one state, the first, you know, state championship with the, the schools ever won. Yeah. Um, and I was the, the only. only. Fr- yeah, yeah, the only. And I was the only freshman on there. Yeah. So I had this, you know, a little bit of a little pride and, you know, right. I'm, I'm a little better than the rest of you uh, yeah. complex and stuff. And so... Uh, you know, you start hanging out with some of those people, and it's not always the healthiest relationships. Um, moving into sophomore year, uh, I break my ankle, um, and so yeah. that that thing that I've had pride about had you know I'm better better than y'all type of mentality um, is stripped from me at that point, mm. um, and so that's not you know what I could put my um, not necessarily faith in, but my uh, my identity in. Right. Um, and so I started doing things I shouldn't have done. Um, I yeah. started, you know, drinking. I started uh, smoking, um, doing all that stuff. Um, started dating a girl that was not a healthy relationship um, mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form. Um, you could ask my principal at the time, sophomore year, I was in the principal's office, if not every week, every other week. Right. It was, it was just not not a good, um, not a good place for me. Yeah. Um, and I would still go to church Sunday, Sunday, sure. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those, what's up? I'm here. Yeah. Checking the box. See you later. 
yeah um type of thing you know the whole the mask so to speak of right. you're putting it on you're wearing it and then you're you're leaving and taking it off yeah um and so that's that's kind of how i i continued through my high school um days um freshman sophomore junior um senior year um mm-hmm. and and there was um there was times where my youth minister at the time would you know ask me hey like you're you're you are a leader you realize that like right I'm just not seeing it. Like yeah, what? Yeah. There's some stuff going on in your life. It's just one of those things. I just didn't want to admit it at the time. Sure. Um, I was content with not um, telling people what was going on in my life. I was content yeah. with um, doing other things, doing doing the things that gave me, you know, pleasure in the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kept doing it. Yeah. Um, I ended up going to to college. My my. F- my first semester, um, I'm dating a girl from high school. It's a different girl at the time. Still, you know, still probably not the the healthiest relationship. Um, obviously, um, we end up going up to Oklahoma uh, State for a football game, and mm-hmm. we're we're hanging out. You know, you know how that D one partying goes. Um, yeah. And so that's that's what we're doing, hanging out. Um, and I drove up there, and one night, um, the the party's going on, um, and then. For some reason, I'm just sitting in the corner, not not having fun like I normally am. Um, and so I, I go and I get in my truck. And I start driving around Stillwater, um, and within five minutes of me getting in my truck, I just start crying. Mm. Um, it was one of those moments where the Lord was like, "I love you," right? And I'm not sure um, what I've got to do to to convince you of that, I guess, so to speak. Yeah. Um, and so I mean, I just I just start crying. Um, and God's like, I love you. Um, I love the people you're with. Um, and I, I don't, this is not my intentions for, for you. It's right. not my intentions for them. You know, they're my children. I love them. Um, and the, the, the whole idea of you're, you're doing something to fill a void in your life or to, um, mask the pain of something that's going on, um, through doing, you know, the drinking, the drugs and all that stuff, um, was kind of just a, a weight put on me at that moment of, you know you're doing this to, to fill a void. Um, these people yeah. are doing it to fill a void, to, um, cover up some pain of some sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love you. Yeah. Um, and I want what's best for you. Um, and so, and you can bring that pain to me. Right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is, and so, and then that's kind of, I mean, that's, that's, that's literally what I was doing. Um, and so keep driving around and, um, I'm just crying out to God, like, I, I'm done. I can't do this. Um, you've, you've obviously, um, places on my heart for a reason you've pulled me away from the situation that I was in um at this exact moment for a reason um and so that was that was more of my um returning I guess so to speak to my um my relationship with Christ my my faith Mm. um of going back to him and just being like all right you're right I'm I'm dumb I'm an idiot um I need you um, and I can't do it by myself right um and so moving forward um, we get back. I, I break up with her because it's it's obviously not the, not she's not going the same direction I am. Right. Um, and same thing with a couple of friends. Um, they were just not great influences on me. Um, mm-hmm. and so I had to, you know, distance myself from those people. Um, to try to 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 grow with our relationship with Christ. Um, yeah. And so I was, you know, trying to find those people. Um, through uh, different organizations on campus and stuff like that. Um, which I'm grateful that I did. Um, BSM. Um can't remember if my dad was in charge of it at that point or not, but, um, yeah, probably probably the last, it might've been a little bit. Um, yeah, but the, the next guy that came in really, really helped me, um, 
I don't know if you'd say realize my potential, but it kind of helped me realize the, you know, I don't know if you'd say natural leadership, but, you know, you can tell when, when people have um, a gift slash people, people tend to, you know, draw themselves to them. Right, yes. Um, and type of thing. And so he was one of those people that was like, hey, you, you know, people come to you for, right. for whatever reason it is. Um, yeah. And so he, he kind of helped me realize all that and, mm-hmm. and helped me develop, um, you know, so to speak, some of my leadership um, skills and abilities and stuff. And so... So let's, okay, so I want to back up because I want to talk about, I want to talk about like what was going on in your life whenever you kind of drifted into all these other things, you know? So, um, you, you mentioned that, so one of the issues I think that you talked about was that there was a pride issue probably in your life, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you had experienced some success at, in athletics and so you kind of were deriving your identity from. Absolutely. From belonging to, you know, to that and from being a part of that uh, and from, from success in that. Right. Uh, so that, so that's kind of where your identity was bound up, you know? Um, so, well, and, and, and so then whenever you broke your ankle and, you know, and that was kind of taken away from you, then you were just kind of lost. It, yeah. it wasn't like, you just didn't, you, you right. were just like, I, who even am I right, right. now? Yeah. yeah. And the voices that were around you when you were trying to figure out who you, who am I? Right. Or the voices that were around you were ones that were telling you, right. You know, untruths like lies about who you were. Yeah. And so you started kind of acting. Is that a fair? Yeah, like, that's that's a complete. I mean, that's it's. I I was a quote unquote basketball player. Yes. And so when yeah. I broke that, I I wasn't. What right. was I? What what am I? What am I good for at that point? Right. If I can't play basketball, if I can't do that, what, what what's my purpose? What am I, what am I doing? What yeah. am I good for? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, that's that's the time that the the people that I had surrounded myself with at that time weren't, you know, yeah, godly um, individuals, and so it led to, oh, this is fun, or you know, this um, brings brings happiness to my life in this moment. Well, right. You know, playing basketball and stuff. That's that's where. I, I had fun. I enjoyed life yeah, at those times. Right, right. Um, and so you find those things that, that and you enjoy the things you start to like or, or you realize, oh, this this does make me, you know, happy, make me feel good. Right, at right, least, right. you know, for temporarily. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. And so that's Well, and I would say too, like, you know, like when you're when you experience some success athletically, I have no idea idea what that feels like i've never experienced it before but but when you have some success success athletically or things are going you know so people you you, you know you kind of get like uh you kind of get accolades like people yeah. are like ooh, that's cool you know and, right. they, and uh and so they kind of you know you feel like whether they do or not you kind of feel like well people think i'm cool because i'm successful right, at this, right. You know? i mean you have you have your your classmates who are right Wow, you're, that's you awesome! Know, that's yeah. awesome. You're you're the only one there. Like that's fantastic. And then I, I went to a private school, and so you know it's K through twelve is what we were. Yeah, everybody. so you have you know elementary kids coming up to you in the hallway. Yeah, and like right. ooh and and on. So you know when mm-hmm. that you know celebrity status gets taken <laughs> from you, so to speak, you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, this isn't fun. Like, well, and you so your personality is very similar to mine in one I think really critical way which is not necessarily good okay it's good it can be good but right. but it can also be really dangerous and bad um both of us really need for people to like us yeah like in a in an almost unhealthy way right we need people to think we are 
good, cool, respect. We, we people respect us. We right. need people to like us. Right. So so you that whatever that was in basketball, that unhealthy you know place in you was really getting you know stroked right it was really it was that was really a good thing so then whenever that's taken away well then then what does it look like how do how do people now think that i am a good guy or a fun guy or a cool guy or whatever else right because so so because i don't know that your identity at that point in your life because i knew you a little bit then right uh, I don't know that your identity that, that was was necessarily wrapped up in basketball is really wrapped up in people right. liking you. What is what's the cool thing to do? Yeah, making um, people laugh. Right, and people thinking I'm a cool guy. Right, and so so then when you're hanging out with all these people, and for them the cool thing is to is to do these things. Yeah, right. You do that because you want them to think that right. you're cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I, man, I totally have been down that, you know, that train, uh, myself in, in, in my life. So I totally been, and there was another thing that I was going to say too. And that is like, cause you mentioned that your church experience at that time was pretty passive. Like it was just you, you're going to church, but you're just kind of checking a box, right? You're just going and leaving, you know? Um, but as far as like pursuing relationship with Christ outside of just like showing up at church maybe a couple of times a week, right? There was, wasn't much of that going on. Non-existent. Yeah. So, so I guess what I, one thing that just is becoming clearer and clearer to me as I've become older and older, you know, uh, is that, uh, is that man, if when we're just passive, well, like when we're, when we're not like striving toward Christ, we drift into death and destruction. Yeah. You know, that, that, uh, that there's no such thing as just like you're either moving toward Christ or you're moving away from Christ. There's no middle ground on right. that. There's no, there's no in between. Yeah. And so I think when, I think what happens to a lot of people like you is they, they get, you know, they, it's not like they wake up one day, you know, you know, you didn't do this either. You didn't wake up one day. You know what I'm going to do? Uh, I am going to today, I'm going to start partying and, and I'm going to start, you know, doing drugs and I'm going to start doing all these things. Right. You, you didn't do that. Like what, what happened was you, you really weren't pursuing Christ, chasing after Christ. Like that wasn't the, the pursuit of your life. You, you were really kind of starting to pursue other things like, you know, sports and, you know, people liking you and all these other kinds of things. But, but, but you don't even have to chase those. You just have to not chase Jesus. Right. And if you not if you if you get to a point in your life where you're not chasing Jesus, then what happens is you drift into destructive patterns of behavior. Yeah. And I see that happen so often. Can I just tell you, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, you know, as a dean of students at Whalen, I mean, I would have this conversation with the incoming freshmen. I would tell them, you know, there there there's no such thing. You don't have to you don't have to look for relationships that are going to destroy you. They will find you. Absolutely. You don't, you do have to look for relationships that are going to lead you to life in Christ. You do have to put yourself in positions where you're receiving truth. You know, uh, you you have to pro- proactively chase that, but you don't have to proactively chase all that other stuff. It will come to you if you just sit there long enough. Right. It'll come to you. Right. And I think that there's a lot of young people who their struggle really is that they're just not really chasing anything. Yeah. They're just not 
pursuing anything, much less Jesus. They're just kind of letting life come to them. And when life, when you just let life come to you, I mean, it, it's, it's bad. Right. You know? Um, so kind of as a youth minister, you know, what do you say to people who are in that situation? You know, like people, you know, what do you say to people who are, maybe they're not necessarily doing all the stuff that you were doing at this point. Right. But, but they're just not like proactively chasing after Jesus, you know? So what do you say to them? How do you, you know, how do you address that with folks? Yeah. I mean, like you said, it's the, the relationships, honestly, it's, it's the people you're going to surround yourself with. Right. Right. Um, so at the end of the day, I mean, you got to take a, take a step back and look at those relationships. Are those relationships healthy? Right. Are those people, um, encouraging me in the mm. right ways? Are they, yeah. um, like you said, leading me towards the life with Christ? Yeah. Um, and if they're not, maybe you need to have a sit down and reevaluate that relationship. No doubt. Um, yeah. and I know it's difficult. Trust me. I had to do it. Yeah. Um, there's, there's people in my life who I was really good friends with who they just, I mean, my girlfriend at that time, Yeah. And, you know, thought I loved her. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I mean, you have to look at it and that's, that's where I was, you know, right. she's, she's headed down the, I'd rather do what I want to do. Um, road right. rather than the, I'm going to look to see what Christ has for me, what yes, Christ, what right. Christ wants for my life. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I think the relationships, that's, that's a huge, that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously, um, your relationship, but also like if you have a relationship with Christ, I mean, you've got to do something to cultivate that. Right. Cause like you said, you're either going backwards or forwards. There's no just sitting in the middle. Yeah. Um, yeah. and so, I mean, if you're not, um, daily, you know, getting in the word or praying. Right. I mean, that's just, I mean, relationship wise, um, you don't have a relationship with someone you don't talk to. Yeah. I mean, that's right. I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to go up to complete stranger who I've never met and be like, yes, we have a relationship. Yeah. You're so and so. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I, you, you've got to get to know someone. Yeah. Um, and the same is true with, with, with Christ. I mean, how mm. are you going to know? Um, who he is, how to, you know, um, realize his presence in your life if you don't spend any time with him. Well, and that was the change in your life. Right. I mean, and it was like night and day. Like it was almost like, it was almost an immediate, you, what, what changed really is, well, two things you, you surround yourself with different people. Um, but the other thing that changed is you were like, you were putting yourself in positions where you were, where you were hearing truth, where you were receiving truth, where, you know, uh, so you uh, like you're. I mean, I I don't want to sound like a, like a cliche, but like believe you were choosing, you were going to church, you were right. connected to the BSM, Baptist Student Ministries. For those of us who don't know who yes. we're talking about, you were connected with Baptist Student Ministries. You were you were you were participating in Bible studies with other with your peers. Like right. you were like you were you were seeking out these. Places right. and where where you were receiving truth and you were and you were chasing that right. I mean, it got to a point where there was something. I had something going on every night that right. was you know Christ centered. Yes, uh, you know Sunday, Monday was BSM. You yeah, know, Tuesday was a Bible study. Wednesday right. was church again. Church um, again. Yeah, and so on and so forth. And yeah. so yeah, like you said, it was one of those yeah deciding factors of I I've I've got to you know. I've got to do this. This is yeah, and I can't really overstate how important that is. Yeah, like the, the w- w- arriving at a decision, we're like, no, no, this is who I'm going to be. Right, right. I know God loves me. Right, right. I know He has a plan for my life, and so I'm going to. Ch- that's I'm chasing after that. This is who I'm going to be. Right, 
And I, I just feel like there's a lot of folks who, you know, that they've never, uh, they, they may have, uh, they may have accepted Christ, right? May have surrendered their heart and their life to Christ, but, um, but they've just kind of drifted away from that commitment in their lives because there's so many other things right. going on right. and they're just kind of passively receiving. I, I like to say it this way too, like nobody, cause I played football a little bit in high school, not well, but I played football, but, but nobody like sits on their couch all summer eating Tostitos and then shows up for the first game, like putting their pads on ready to play. Right. You don't do that. Right. I mean, if you did try to do that, it would be very dangerous. Like you probably would get really hurt. You're not in. You're not going to play well for right. sure, right? And there are so so. The reason I'm saying that is because there are these things that you're doing. The game is just like that's that's the culmination of all these little things that you've been doing to kind of prepare yourself for that, right? So there's drills that you're running. There's you know sprints that you're doing to try to get yourself in shape. There's weights that you're lifting. There's all these things that you're doing all these practices that will make you a person who plays football, who shows up on Friday night and plays football, right? Um, but if you don't do all of those other things, guess what? You're not a football player. Right. You, you're not going to be a football player, not a successful in any way. Right. And, and, as a, and just as a matter of rule, like most people understand this who played sports, like, like the, the only way to play it is to commit to it. Like you have to really commit. If you're going to be on the team, you've got to commit to the team, right? right. You've got to... You've got to participate in all this stuff, and right. if, if you're not going to choose to 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 engage in all these practices, then 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 you're not going to really be a part of the team, you know. Right. And uh, and so I, I feel like that's kind of how what we don't talk about it enough, but there there's an aspect of that in our faith. We shouldn't expect to just be able to to Quote say, scripture. yeah, we shouldn't be able to just you know pull the Jesus jersey right. on, right? With if, if we have not if we if we're we not participating in all those practices and we're not doing those things, so there are there are practices you can cultivate in your life, that, and the only way to be who God has called us to be is to like chase those things right. down to actively engage in those practices, yeah. and you mentioned reading scripture, you uh, spending time in prayer. Uh, right now with the youth, we're talking about silence and solitude, like yep. creating space. For to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in your life, and that's that's honestly that's that's the to me one of the coolest parts of youth ministry though is yeah. is being able to show, you know, these kids how to practice, you yeah, know, right. how, how to quote unquote practice this. That's right. Because um, it's not you know, it's not every day in school that they're they're taught this stuff. They're right. taught all kinds of stuff, but to come you know Wednesdays and Sundays and to learn. How to better cultivate the relationship with Christ through, right. like you said, silence and solitude, mm-hmm. whether it's prayer or yeah, you yeah. know reading scripture. Um, and it's cool to see how some of them, you know, they're not really engaged. It's not not the cool thing to do. And yeah, as yeah. as they've you know get older, as they actually start to buy into it and stuff, you can kind of see it click in their minds yeah. of ah, this is this is this is fun. This yeah. is this is you know awesome this is the life i'm supposed to live like this is what i was created to be you know absolutely and and so because they're all on a journey where they're absolutely where they're trying to discover who they are you know which is the journey you were on you who am i and i mean that's i mean that age group right there that's a crucial that's a crucial part of your for some people like me i mean that was a crucial part of growing up and you know determining who i was in christ it Mm -hmm. wasn't my parents faith at that time it was mine and how was i living it not not the best way yeah exactly and so you know 
it's a it's a huge part where you you kind of do some some self reflection throughout mm-hmm. your your high school career and obviously into college and stuff. But I mean, it's well. And listen, if there's a, if there are any young people listening to this, but look, f- find your let Jesus tell you who you are. Yeah, like yeah. find your identity in Him. Certainly, don't listen to you know Joe who sits behind you in history class. Don't let that guy tell you absolutely, who you are. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> let Jesus tell you. So, yeah. uh, you know, that's got to be where where we go to find to find an answer to such an important for sure question. And uh, and so anyway, so both of us have been in places in our lives though where we where we were letting all these other things and all these other Dictate, all these other people yeah. you know t- tell us. Uh, our other people, our desires, right. our uh, you know, letting uh, uh, a, you know other people's like affirmation or whatever. We we let other things tell us who we are apart right. from Jesus, right. and and that that never leads us anywhere. Nope. So and we're healthy at least. Yeah, yeah. God by the grace of God, yeah. right? He there there was a point where both of us reached in our lives where we were like, this can't continue. Yeah. You know, and for me, it was, you know what, it was my freshman year in college, too. I I can tell you, uh, I think, you know, I was uh, such a bonehead when I was in high school. And uh, but but when I when I got to college, I was like, uh, there was this sense in which, man, I I got to get started. man. I got to be an adult. I need to grow up. And I remember having this. uh, I don't know if I've ever told this story before, uh, but I remember this moment where I came home for Christmas break. Okay. And, uh, and I'm riding around with all my friends from high school. Like they came and picked me up and we're all riding around <laughs> and, uh, and, and everybody's talking about their first semester of college, you know, and they're yeah. saying all the stuff that they did, you know, so, uh, all the parties that they went to and all the things that they did. And they're just, you know, you know, bragging, always trying to one right, up each right, other, right, right, right. you know? So anyway, so then they get to me like, so, so Brad, what about you? What have you been doing? And understand it's important for you to understand that these people that I'm in the van with having a conversation with, they feel completely comfortable having this conversation with me, right? Like the person that they knew in high school was a person that they fully expected that I was going to chime in with what I had been up to right. my first semester, my freshman year. Yeah. Right? And so, so I was like, wow, man, it's been, <laughs> I'll never forget this as long as I live. Like, Brad, what have you been doing? I was like, man, it's been an incredible semester, y'all. I mean, uh, I, I have really I have really started to chase after my relationship with Jesus and and God has revealed himself to me in these really powerful ways and and I've met some people who are encouraging me to be all that I can be in Christ. I've yeah. I've been preaching at, at, at some churches ar- around and uh and have been hanging out with some folks and writing songs and and man it's just been the most amazing semester. I just feel like I've grown so much in my relationship with the Lord and and all that stuff. So I get to, yeah, I get done with that and like dead silence in the van like no one's saying anything and then the dude who's driving the van this is a true story i'm not making this up the dude who's driving the van is like well guys uh i, I probably need to get home you know probably I, I probably need to i probably need to get home it's getting late and i've got some stuff to do tomorrow so so i'm just i'm gonna take all you guys home is that okay and he's like brad i'll take you home first and so he drives me off drives me out of the house i, I got out of that van and i knew 100 percent those brothers weren't yeah, going home yeah, yeah they, were absolutely. Just getting, they were just getting rid of me the buzzkill over that's here right. yeah <laughs> that's right for sure to get rid of me so but but in that moment i was so I, 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 I wasn't sad about that at all. I was really, yeah. 
um, because 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 it, as I had really began to chase after my relationship with Christ, like everything had changed for me, yeah. and, and what I wanted out of my life was different. Right. You know, uh, I wasn't thinking about you know which next girl could I date or where, you know what you know what party could I go to. Right. Th- those things I knew they didn't fulfill me. I knew Absolutely. that I had been there. They didn't. They weren't fulfilling. Yeah. And and friends, they're not fulfilling. Yeah. Okay, the, uh, they will never, they will never answer those questions for you. They will never be fulfilling for you. The only, the only one who can is Jesus. Yeah. So, okay, so, so you have this kind of, and and I remember, like I was there, I witnessed it. Like you had this like, hundred and eighty degree yeah. moment in your life. Yeah. So and and so you started plugging yourself in, started really doing BSM stuff. So talk about kind of uh from that moment on what were some mile milestones where you really felt like the lord was growing you were what were some things that god really used to get your attention yeah um so one of the things bsm does um really well is, is give students opportunities to go on mission trips yeah right um and i'd been on you know a handful of them because mm-hmm. my dad was a bsm director and so right. every once in a while he the family would go with the students and we'd go on trips and stuff growing yeah. up. Um, so I've been on plenty of times. Um, but there was one in particular, um, it was actually the next semester after all this had gone down, yeah. um, that we, um, over spring break, um, they would take a trip down to Padre Island. Um, and a, a bunch of BSMs do it. They'll take white vans down there. They'll put a phone number on there. Um, and the, the whole idea behind it is, is just to kind of keep the streets safe um, yeah. from from all the party goers down there. Um, and so um, not many people drive um, other than a bunch of white vans. So, I yeah. mean, if you're down there partying, uh, at some point people realize what's going on. Yeah. Um, and so... So, yeah. So let me... Because I think some of our folks may not be familiar with Beach Reach, which yeah. is what you're talking yeah. about. So, so a, a bunch of Christian college students go to Padre Island during spring break and basically pick up drunk people from the bars and drive them to their hotels or wherever they're staying so that while they're on the drive, they can build relationships with those people and maybe share the gospel with them. Yeah. Is, that a, that's yeah. a, is that a pretty good s- yeah. summary? Some people pay to go party, and we would pay to go down to share the gospel. That's right. So, and 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 so, and I want to say this too. Maybe talk about this a little bit because I, you know, I, I've never had the opportunity to go. How crazy is that? I was there that whole time. And I never went. Uh, but but I've, uh, several people from our church would go every year. You know, and uh, and when they would come back, I would talk to them about it. And the one thing that they would say over and over again is. The, the just the incredible like darkness yeah. that you are just face to face with when you're so when I mean you're even position. even uh, crossing the bridge so on the other side of of Padre Island is Port Isabel mm-hmm. um and so you cross from Port Isabel onto to Padre Island it's probably about a two mile um, bridge yeah and 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 it happens every year without without fail as you're crossing that bridge you just feel this like I don't even know how to describe it. You just get these chills, right. this, um, you know, this, all right, we're going into battle um, yeah. type of feeling, uh-huh. so to speak. Um, because as you're crossing that, you, I mean, you feel the darkness. Yeah, yeah. You you realize you're stepping into in, enemy territory. There's not, I mean, I don't know, you, you, you do, you feel it. And I don't know. I don't know any way to describe it because of just the the, the impact it has. I mean, yeah. it changes the mood on the van, honestly. I mean, right, yeah. You're all hanging out, having fun, and as you start crossing the bridge, everyone kind of just gets silent. Right. 
because it's just one of those feelings right of right we're we're walking we're 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 going into battle mm-hmm. um and so preparing yourself to do all that and stuff yeah um is just i mean it's like it, that trip those trips specifically are like um none other mission trip i've been on before yeah. as far as like the spiritual warfare that you face day to day yeah, so t- maybe maybe tell a couple of stories because you went th- on be- to Beach Reach. How many times did you go? F- uh, five times. Yeah, so maybe tell some, uh, maybe tell a story or two about yeah. some of the people that you that you interacted with, and right? Experience and like what what did it what was it like? Um, so I mean, you meet all kinds of different people down there. Right. Yeah. Some people are down there just because quote unquote their friends are there and they just want to make sure their friends are safe. Right. Which there's there's a handful down there that are like that, you know. Yeah. And they realize um, what's going on and everything. Um, and then there's people who don't. Um, you know, we meet people who they get on the vans, they know what's happening. Um, yeah. And so some of them will get on the van and be like, "All right, Jesus, folks, what are we, what are we talking about today?" <laughs> um, and so you know, you get you get those people that they right. come back and they they realize what's happening. And so yeah. you, you do you get to have some of those conversations with some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's times where. Um, Man, one night we're we're picking a guy up at um so Padre has about two main bars. Mm-hmm. Um so we're picking a guy up at this one bar and dropping him off at the other bar. He's going from bar to bar. Bar to bar. Yeah. Um and so we're picking him up at this one bar. Um and I can't remember who was talking to him at the time. Um but someone's talking to him. Um and he just starts talking about how his his friend just OD'd. Yeah. Um I was like, What? He's like, Yeah, my my buddy just OD'd. We're like, um he's like, Yeah, look. He proceeds to pull his phone out and show us a video of his buddy sitting on the concrete ODing Gosh. right there in front of him. Wow. And he's videoed. He's, he's taking... videoed it. And we're like, are you, are you okay? Like, he's, he, it, it, no lie. All he says is party don't stop. Wow. And so we, we, we continue to try to ask questions. Like, are you like, that's a traumatic event, dude. Like your buddy just died from from an alcohol overdose. Right. Um, you're 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 planning on going to another bar to, to drink more. Like and he's, you know, YOLO. It's and so like the uh, uh, and I mean, we can't do anything about that right, other right. than just pray for him. Yeah. Um and so we did and he gets off the van. Um and our entire van just had to stop and pull over the road and I mean half of us are just crying. Yeah. Because it's just, I mean, it's traumatic for us, too. I right. mean, so to realize that there's people out there that death doesn't necessarily um, have an impact on them, so to speak, or the the reason behind... Yeah, other people's suffering. Right. Has no impact. just completely disconnected from it. Yeah. 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 Um, and so that was, I mean, that it, it's stuff like that. Um, that was probably the one of the hardest, hardest ones, conversations um, and stuff that I've ever experienced on Beach Reach. Um and so you, you meet stuff like that. Um, and then, I mean, we have weird hours that we're running vans and stuff. So, I mean, we have people out till 3 a.m. 3 a.m., yeah. And then you're up at, you know, 10 o'clock the next morning doing something. And so you get... You well, there's a, and there's a group that's out there making pancakes on, right, the, on right. the beach. You beach, know? Um, doing beach ministry. So you're walking on the beach. That's also an interesting um, scene and everything is all the stuff that's happening on the beach, you know. Yeah. Uh, the public indecency to, right. you know, just the all kinds of stuff that people, I mean, there's no care in the world. Right. Um, and so to see the, like, brokenness of, doesn't matter what I'm doing because no one cares. Yeah, um, right. Um, mentality, um, you know, it's sad because at the end of the day, uh, like I said before, I mean, God 
God loves all his children. Right. Um, and he doesn't desire, you know, that type of suffering in their lives mm-hmm. um, for them to, to realize what's going on. Um, and so it's, it's stuff like that. Um, but, I mean, when you're on there, you face fatigue and stuff like that. Um, the cool part, though, is they have, um, we meet at the conference center uh, every night um, to, to have a meal together and then to also have a worship service. Yeah. Um, and so all the all the groups are there and we're, you know, worshiping and stuff and there's constant prayer going on 24 7 there's a prayer room set up um in one of the local churches there Mm. um and so there's all kinds of you know prayer warriors out there um going to battle and so and that's kind of how it is you get on a rotation of you're you're going to the vans or you're spending time in the prayer room stuff like that yeah um just to just try to help out and everything um but the, the the really cool thing though is um over the course of that week, um, as we've had conversations with people, as some people have given their lives to Christ, um, mm. on the last day, what we'll do um, is we'll, we'll get back in contact. Uh, we try to keep up with people um, mm. who've you know made decisions and stuff. Um, and at the end of the week, what we'll do is we'll take those people who've made a decision, um, and we'll actually go out to the beach where yeah. they're partying. Um, and we'll all gather out there, um, and we'll take those people, and we will baptize them right there in the ocean, yeah, um, kind of yeah. just in front of everyone, right? Which is, you know, twofold super cool. Um, I mean, you get to, to baptize these these people who've made decisions because obviously it's a life changing decision. But yeah. at the same time, you have people who, you know, maybe they haven't talked to anyone all week, um, right. and they're seeing what's happening. Yeah. And so you get those conversations of people going up saying, "Hey, what what's going on? What are you guys doing? Yeah. Why why are you why are you dunking people?" Yeah. Um. And so then you get to have those conversations of you know they're getting baptized. Here's the reason why. Right. Um. You know, starting those those gospel conversations over and over again, mm. um, which is super cool. Um, and so that's I mean that's that's a huge um I don't know that trip specifically every single year I look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which it sounds weird because I mean if you go you you understand the the. I mean, the spiritual warfare is real. Yeah, the yeah. the fatigue, the devil's throwing everything he can at you during those trips. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, for some people, that's you know, one and done. I'm good. I, you know, yes, right. That's, that's a lot. Um, I don't know. For me personally, though, it was. I look forward to it every year. Um, mm-hmm. just because you do, um, you do get you do make an impact whether you see it or not. It's one of those things where you you're gonna tell people. Um, yeah, that's right. And so whether they're receptive to it, um, today tomorrow or 10 years down the road i mean right. and that's 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 what you know christ has called us to do um mm-hmm. is to to just spread the gospel um he doesn't ask us to um you know make people make decisions uh, right. that's not that's not our place to to make the decision for them yes yeah, that's, that's yeah. you know that's the lord that's the holy spirit's um conviction on their life to do that it's not mm-hmm. that's not my job my job is to just to tell them yeah you know tell it to them straight love this them is, and tell them exactly yeah and so that's that was one of the uh the huge ones for me that that trip um every single year was well know. and that first one this when you and your wife yeah really connected yeah yeah you know you after, guys, after that first one we got back i think it was about a month then we started dating yeah. so I, I just, I, I just, uh, you guys can't see, but I, th- I, I was gonna put my hand on a chair next to me. There was no chair next to me, so I'm just like, just hung he's over like here, the, you know, hanging out with the uh, the Holy Spirit over here. Got my like, arm wrapped hey. around him. Yeah, I like so, it. But so y'all, y'all really reconnected, started dating yeah. after a mission trip. So that, but that's a that's a pretty, I mean, not even a year prior just a few yeah. months prior yeah. right yeah. you have been with your girlfriend at a party at Oklahoma right. State 
and you guys were closer to the people that you were sharing the gospel with at Padre than you were yeah. to the people riding she was, in the van. She was, she was on my van with me, and so it was, you know, yeah. we were in the van, you know, fighting with each other. Well, not, not sorry. No, to get, you were fighting great. together fighting for the gospel. Fighting together for the gospel, yes, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. and you know, and that's, I mean, that's that's huge. That's, mm-hmm. you you really get to see who who someone is when they're, when they're backed into a corner. Right. Um, spiritually yes you you really get to see you know oh yeah you saw her you saw her exhausted at night you right. saw her you know yeah uh, emotionally exhausted mm-hmm. from trying to share the gospel with people yeah. like you you guys saw each other at your best and at your worst yeah. during the course of that week. yeah absolutely you know wow you and that's the other cool thing about the that trip as i mean you have those people on your van that you grow extremely close to right yeah. um whether you knew them going into the trip or not right um, and so, you know, and that's, I mean, that's not necessarily just that trip too. I mean, all kinds of different mission trips that, that people go on and stuff. You have that experience of you, you are going into to spiritual, you know, battles with people right. as you go on these trips. And so whether you know them or not, like you, you get to know them. Yeah. Um, you get to know what makes them tick, what's, um, you know, what they like, what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you also get to, to learn things to help them to help encourage them. Yeah. Um, which is really cool. You know, you get back from those trips and you can, you can tell when, when other people can't, um, how mm-hmm. their life's going. Right. Um, and you can be that encouragement for them um, yeah. that they might not have had before. Yeah. No doubt. Um, and so that's, you know, through those trips has also made me really, uh, mission oriented, so to speak. Right. Um, yeah. whether that's actually going on a trip or also, you know, doing it right here where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, which is my my tattoo. So yeah, okay. So you, now that you mentioned it, you have to talk about it. What you have a tattoo on your left arm, left right. forearm, right. right, right forearm. Oh right. Oh yeah, because you're, uh, you're you're sitting across from me. My right. You're you know, right. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, I got the world tattooed on me. Um, man, I don't even remember when that was. A long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole the whole premise of it was uh, Mark Mark sixteen fifteen. Sixteen fifteen. I believe it's Mark sixteen fifteen. Yeah. Um, where where it says you know go into to all the nations, uh, making disciples or making disciples of all nations type of mm-hmm. thing, um, and that was that was you know, for me that's huge. Um, like I said, whether it's going somewhere or doing it right where you're at, um, God's called us to share the gospel. Right. Um, God's called us to love each other, mm-hmm. um, in the way that He would love them, um, solely to share the gospel. Um, yeah. And so that's that's the whole the whole premise behind that tattoo. Yeah, um, which is you know why I got it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Also, it's uh, Mark and also Matthew chapter yeah. twenty eight. You know, both, yeah. both those both places of those talk about record Jesus. You know, Jesus' great, great commission. Com- commission. Yeah. yeah. So of his disciples, but that's awesome. That's yeah. A, so um, so now uh, so you, I mean God has brought you kind of kind of just all the way you know full circle. So, but what do you feel like, because, you, you, I mean, we were, before we started recording, we were talking about your life right now yeah. and, and how there's a lot of change yeah. happening in your life absolutely, right now. absolutely. So what do you feel like God's teaching you right now? What's God teaching me right now? Um, yeah. Man, honestly, he's, he's trying to, not he's trying, he is teaching. Yes. Um, He's teaching me honestly how to just love people and their circumstances. I think right, right now, yeah. um, which is, if you've worked with youth in any way, shape, or form mm-hmm. at any time, sometimes that's difficult to do. 
Sure. Um, yeah. I mean, some of these kids with anybody, with right? Any with people. anyone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but these kids, you know, at times it's difficult to to look past the way they're acting. Sure. Or yes. The way they're behaving. Right. Um, to show them that love, um, and so that's that's a huge thing that God's um, kind of uh, teaching me. One of the things uh, I was thinking about this last night when I got home. Um, you know, I got home from worship practice last night at like ten. Ten. Yeah. And I was like. Um, Abby, I gotta go outside and write this down because I just I've been thinking about this entire time since I've been driving. Yeah. Um, is is my um, want um, slash God's desire and want to show these the youth how to um, how to share the gospel, how to live out the kingdom where they're at. Right. Um, how to portray that to them that you don't have to be an adult, you don't have to have right. it all figured out. Yeah. You don't have to, you know do this this or this to be able to make a difference for his kingdom that's right um and so that's that's kind of one of the things I, I i mean god's trying to you know god's teaching me how to um i don't know lead out in that way yes, to, to, right. to, to, to kind of portray that to teach that to them i think uh-huh. um right now and so i'm trying to you know figure that out for myself too because right. like i said you know high school that wasn't me right um and so learning you know new ways of how to how to teach them to do that yeah Um, yeah. how to how to have relationships with people that are like you said uplifting and pointing towards christ rather than um, taking away and stuff yeah you have a really unique perspective because you know uh some of those some of the students that that are in our youth group like in any youth group right Right. who are who are they're 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 coming to youth activities, but they're not necessarily coming because right. they want Jesus. They're coming right. for whatever, you know, a billion other reasons. You know, so-and-so's here. Yeah, yes, right? So, uh, uh, and, you know, and so they're not really engaged with what's actually going on. And right. Not, you know, uh, but some of, you were one of those. So, <laughs> so yeah. you kind of have a unique, you know, kind of perspective on, on that because you, you've kind of been in those shoes a little bit and know what that feels like and looks like, yeah. you know. So, um, yeah, I think that's good. And, and uh, the, the thing that's really tough uh, in all ministry, but I think particularly in youth ministry, it's hard as a youth minister to, um, to remember that, you know, these, the students that are in your youth ministry, they're not, they're not where you are. Right. You know, they're not, uh, that's difficult. But, yeah. You know, they're, they, they're still figuring things out. Yeah. They're still maturing and they're, they're, their uh their ability to kind of to kind of really grasp the the realities and the truths of the of the gospel that's still being shaped and formed in them i mean some of them it's you know they're they're trying to figure out how to take you know their parents faith and make it theirs right so to speak you know yeah they've they've grown up with with great influences great parents that have shown them how to do it i mean they're to the point where they've kind of got to kind of figure out how to make it their own yeah yeah but you can't expect them to be like fully formed, right. developed, mature, you know, people, yeah. you know, even when I was, you know, you're, when I was in my mid twenties being a youth minister that I remember the Lord just t- showing that to me, like, Brad, what are you doing? Like yeah. these, these guys are, they're, they're 14. Yeah. They're, they're, they're not, and you're not even mature, yeah. you know, but they're not where you are, but right. and they, they're not going to be because they're 14 and you're 22. Like right. that's just not the way it works. Yeah. And so, so you've got to be faithful with them where they Absolutely. are, and uh, and that's a challenge just in ministry. Yeah, 
and, and, and frankly, a challenge for all of us as believers when we're dealing with other people to just to be able to love them where they are. Yeah. Because what we want is to be like, God, you're being such an idiot. Like, you yeah. you know, quit doing that. Start doing this. You know, right. uh, and so it's really hard to kind of love people where they are. Right. And uh, and allow the Holy Spirit to work on them, you know, where they are. I mean, so that's hard. You don't expect the newborn to walk right away. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So there, 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 there's growing that people are yeah. doing. And uh, and that's why I love your testimony so much. Because even in those, even on all those years where you weren't really following after or seeking after the Lord, uh, you were still, you're still going to church. You're still doing, and it's not like the Holy Spirit wasn't doing anything. Right. You know, like you, you were growing in your understanding. You were growing in just, just like, you know, cognitively and, uh, you know, your ability to just grasp and understand the Mm -hmm. truth of the gospel. You were growing in all these ways and people were sowing into you and youth ministers were like, Hey, you know, uh, they were trying to call you out and all these like seeds of truth were planted that finally really took root and bloomed whenever, whenever you were in college. And so... So I think that's a. I think a lot of us have a story that's similar to that, and uh, and uh, but it's so funny how easy, even when that's our story, how easy it is for us to forget that when yeah. we're dealing with other people, you yeah. know? Yeah. No, <laughs> I understand. Expect them yeah. to like skip two right. steps two right. through eight, you know? So yeah. anyway, yeah. Even though we didn't skip them, you right. know? So yeah. I, that's that is always true in ministry. Yeah. That's a good word. Well, listen, Josh. Thanks for thanks for sitting in and talking. You know, especially as openly and as honestly yeah. uh, as you as you as you have, I really appreciate you sharing. And I think it's good for folks to it's all it's good for us to know one another. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So, uh, you guys are also uh, who are listening. You're going to love uh, Josh's wife Abby. She's great, and uh, and you'll really enjoy getting to know her. And so when you have a chance, you should. Uh, we're going to we're going to get her on a podcast. I will. It was, I was very close. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get her one day, one day, one day, one day, she'll be ready to do that. Yeah. So, uh, but, uh, but you guys are going to love getting to know Abby. So make sure you make sure you talk to her, make sure you get to know her. Um, uh, because God's, God's really, uh, gifted her in a bunch of, in a bunch yeah. of ways too. So, uh, so we're grateful to have you and Abby at our church yeah. and serving yeah. at our church. Super grateful for that. Sure. So. Well, listen, y'all, thanks for joining us on the podcast today, on the First Things First podcast. Um, Next week, we're going to have another amazing, fascinating, interesting. Josh has set the bar really high. Super high. Super high. But but we'll have another amazing, fascinating, interesting guest on the podcast. Uh, And so we hope you'll join us for that. But until then, we'll see you around town. Thanks for tuning in to First Things First. We want to invite you to join us for worship this Sunday at First Shallow Water. You can find us at 703 Avenue J in Shallow Water, Texas. Our Sunday morning service starts at 1030 a.m. Click on the link in the description of this episode for more information about our church or if you'd just like to reach out to us. Check out the previous episodes of this podcast. Make sure you do that. We really have had the privilege of hearing some amazing stories. And make sure you check back each week for a new episode. Until then... We'll see you around town.